All right. Hey. Hey. Hi. Um, no, my the reason for my my hesitation in asking how you are is that I'm legally not allowed to ask you how you are anymore. And this is not because my world-famous catchphrase of, all right, how are you getting on has been finally sold as an NFT that is still available. No, it's because I've decided on behalf of Ireland to do away with shite patter. I've decided to do away with asking people how they are because you end up, because I know how it feels you know, to be asked, and I feel like I have to then go through the last couple of weeks, think of what's interesting, then be like, oh, no, I really, oh, is that that interesting? And then I say nothing, and then I kind of feel, oh, I have been doing nothing. Oh, my life is meaningless. It's a piece of shit. I'm a piece of shit. Thank you very much for your pleasantries, for making me feel like a piece of shit. You arsehole. You insufferable arsehole. Um, you piece of shit. So I'm not, I'm doing away with that, and I've decided to be the spokesman for change. And I've, uh, instead of asking people how they are, I am now deciding to start conversations so instead of saying all right how are you getting on i'm saying all right and then confessing a secret so previously i've said things i'm not telling you about them i'm not bringing them up again <laughs> fucking pissing on the table and stuff like that i don't need to bring that up again i've already told you about that so this week's secret is all right i used to tell people uh alan cantwell the tv3 news anchor was my dad i used to tell people that not that I'm ashamed of my father, I'm not, not at all. Uh, but it would just people would be like, Tony Cowell, is that, is that any relation to Alan Cowell from TV3? I'm like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's my dad. Is he? And does he be like all that on the telly? The way he just be, I bet he'd just be like reading all things, like reading Harry Potter here, like a bloody news anchor. Uh, bloody Dumbledore was called, you know. <laughs> does he be like, there's a sort of power we have in him. Like, yeah, exactly that. Um, but he's actually violent. He's actually very violent to me and very abusive to me. Um, <laughs> emotionally abusive to me. No, Alan, Can- Alan Cantwell, I'm sure, is not. I don't know. I can't confirm or deny. Doesn't seem like the type. Um, you know. <laughs> but um, I hope this email finds you well, either way. Um, but uh, yeah, he just thought, yeah, Alan Cantwell's my father. Um, just, I just, you know, people are like, can I? ask you some sorry is that any relation to me just fuck off fuck off you fuck off fuck off <laughs> that's actually my is that do you know Cantwell I knew a fella um, he grew up in, oh, hey hey shut the fuck up up there <laughs> shut the fuck up fuck off <laughs> just imagine you know when you ever I don't know if you ever like are confiding in a friend uh, about something that happened to you and it could have been something like school or it could be something like we're employer, you know, but like it could be something, you know, and you're confiding in a friend being like, I don't know, just every time I kind of say something in the meeting, he just seems to kind of, you know, breeze over and kind of speak to the, the second in command, you know, um, and you say it to your mate and they're like, man, just tell him to fuck off. <laughs> just tell him to, f- man, just tell your fucking boss to fuck off. <laughs> Sir, um, Sir, can I have a word with you today? <laughs> no, I'm just... I... Thanks for jumping on the Zoom with me, sir. Um, or you're at the end of the work Zoom, and you're like... Um, <sighs> sorry, David, can I... Can I? Can you just... Can you... Uh, thanks for everyone, guys. David, would you mind just hanging on for a second, just on Zoom? Can I just have a word with you for a second? Sure, Tony, what, what is this? What... I don't. I don't know if you noticed, but a couple of times in the Zoom, I've been I've, I've been talking, and you've maybe been kind of looking over me, like not really hearing what I'm <clears throat> what I'm saying. And um, I've been kind of inquiring about what I should do about this. And I, <laughs> David, fuck off, 
David, fuck off. Fuck you. <laughs> Tony, I can't believe we... I'm very surprised you sent David, fuck off. Tony, look, I'd be very happy to have a word with you. I don't really appreciate the language that you're using here, but you're clearly quite upset. Um, what What is it you'd like me to change? And then you're like, fuck, I didn't ask anything else. My mate just told me to keep saying fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off, David. <laughs> what do you want, Tony? Fuck off. <laughs> here, man, just tell him to fuck off. Here, man, if you're my... <laughs> if you're my... Oh, she's wrecking me head at the moment, you know. She just says I have to, you know. She says, you know, I have to be in and I can't be, you know, hanging out with everyone, you know. And says I need to be uh, uh, obeying the kind of COVID rules. Here, man, like, just tell your man to fuck off. Like. <laughs> All right, that, that bit's died to death. Um, but look, I hope this email finds you well. Um, uh, I hope you're celebrating uh, the week that's in it, at least of this uh, being recorded and released. Uh, we have, guys, we have been, we've got to level, we've got to the level that we were already operating at <laughs> in private, and now it's such a like, it's such a fucking, it's like it's opening a pack of Premier League cards. I looked at it today and I was like, have, 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 already doing that, already doing that. There's no shiny coming out of this. There's no like, oh, but you can go to the pub now. You can get your hair cut now. Meet up with people outside in the park. Yeah, have. <laughs> You can, I don't know, you know, meet up at someone's garden, like have, you know, and then you're just seeing all the all the Brits tuck into a lovely, tasty, cool pint um, and make me make me well gel now, to be perfectly honest. Although I did, I had some pints, had some takeaway pints over um, a friend. A friend has actually moved back and uh, we had some outdoors uh, takeaway pints and I had two. And it fucking, it was like, got a taxi home with a young lad. And like, I don't even know how we got home. <laughs> I don't even know how. Like, spilled me dinner on my lap. <laughs> like, it was absolute mayhem. Like, I didn't have that. I mean, it wasn't that much. I didn't drink that much. It was like, but literally, the pints, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go back. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go. I think my tolerance has changed permanently. And that's a real shame. <laughs> That's a real shame. I prided my... I didn't have very high tolerance to begin with. Um, but I think I'm going to have to go, into, go back to glasses. And I tell you, the pubs that do give me the Guinness glass in a smaller curved, the sexy curve of a Guinness glass, you're, you know, those those pubs are bay. Those pubs are bay for me because they make me feel less... And like, what is it? What am I feeling buying it? I fa- is it because I feel effeminate? Because I've got no issue with that in principle. But I don't know what it is that I, I can't... Buying a, a glass makes me feel... And that's where I that's where I notice my age now. I mean, I identify. Well, I don't identify as a millennial. I, of course, identify as a Gen Zer, um, but I am as a Zoomer. Um, but I do notice my I do notice how old that is that I would feel um, have a weird stigma about buying myself. Anyone else? Like, yeah, absolutely do it. Be, me getting a half a pint of glass, you'd say. Glass um, and I can have two pints of Guinness and a glass of Guinness for me, a woman. Because <laughs> I'm a woman, and there's nothing wrong with being a woman, and there's nothing wrong with being a gay man, and there's nothing wrong with being an effeminate uh, straight man. Um, but um, it all seems to come out with a glass of Guinness. <laughs> it all seems to come out with a glass of Guinness. Um, you know, I've dressed in drag many times, um, but the drag, the the, the glass of Guinness. <laughs> have I done? Have I done this bit of death? I don't know if you can tell right now. This, I mean, I normally say these ones are fucking raw, <laughs> but this one is. Fun. Raw today. Um, 
Just getting this one. This one. This one's a bit under the wire. Now this one's around the wire. Whatever. It's the one. This is. Um, this is the day before. Normally I do these the Friday before, but this one's. He said, "Be lastminute.com, man." You know what I mean? <laughs> oh man, they and that goal in the ninety-third minute was like lastminute.com, man. <laughs> oh, very good. Like the website. What? <laughs> what? You fucking say me? <laughs> Why is, this, why is it getting aggressive? I tell you, you can really just improvise on your own. I tell you, you know, solo improv, man. That's just... Look, I'm... Look. <laughs> anyway, this one's getting in under the wire. Um, this is the day before. Um, so why did I start talking like this? Why did I start saying this? Um, yeah, so it's fucking raw. So I'm not, I cannot edit this. I cannot edit this. But I'll tell you what we're talking about today. Today, we are celebrating... Um, And that's what it is. It's not a funeral. It's a celebration of the life and times of Yahoo Answers. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Yahoo Answers. Basically, it has been um, been a safe haven for the criminally insane uh, for decades. It's it's a staple of of the old internet. It's kind of an e-bombs world. It's kind of a new grounds. It's kind of a post-secret. But it stood the test of time because people still got a kick out of it. And because of the active users daily asking the most ridiculous, sometimes incredibly racist questions. But it was never, it never seemed, it never, it was never the level of troll that, it was never like militant, pseudo-intellectual, peppy, kind of right-wing kind of stuff. It was always just very dumb questions, you know, like, did the Irish bleed green? And an actual person would ask something like that, you know. Um, And it's going. It's, look, it's gone. It's going. It's going at the end of the month. And I've got a great kick out of this. I mean, basically, just outright stealing, stealing the uh, podcast idea of My Brother, My Brother and Me, the advice podcast by the McElroy Brothers, very funny podcast. Um... And they have a segment where they answer incredibly dumb Yahoo answers. And I've had a tendency to do it on the Patreon. Over on the look, over on the Patreon, I am stealing all of the podcast formats. I'm, I almost had fucking Desert Island Discs there the other day, <laughs> right? Now, no doubt there'd be another, I don't know, fucking laughs of their life I'd be stealing now. <laughs> or I've already been criticized as stealing the, the format for the Bandwagons podcast. But anyway, listen, come here to me. We're going to see this off in style. Uh, I'm going to take some of, the, some of the most historically dumb, and they're unbelievably dumb, uh, questions uh, and I'm going to try and answer them I'm going to take some more recent ones some of the in the last couple of days dumb questions that have been on Yahoo Answers to see this website off in style but look before we get on to that I want to thank the sponsor of this week's podcast the Dubliner Irish Whiskey look you already know about the Dubliner at this stage you know that they are a fine brand and a fine group of people you know that they got a tasty whiskey you know that they're a cool disruptive distillery out of the heart of liberties you know that but what a lot of people don't know is the alleged history of the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. This is a very guarded secret. Where did they just pop up from? What is this secret recipe everyone keeps talking about? So I've been doing a bit of digging online, and I've been going onto a website called irishforfuckinglegends.org, and I've been typing in the Dubliner and trying to see when it's been mentioned. This Ishkabaha Dubliner Irish Whiskey, as I've read in the ancient ancient texts. Um and I've done some more digging, and I actually fo- found a mention of... Now, again, I don't know if it's related. This <laughs> in the story of Oshin. Uh, Oshin, who you know was the uh, the, the, the son uh, of the great and noble Fionn McCool. And now when Oshin was out with the lads, he was on a hunt. And this gorgeous maiden on a white horse, she approached him and she said, All right, how you get on? My name is Neve. 
and I'm kind of somewhat of a fairy princess because my dad is the king of the fairies. And I have heard that there is a great warrior named Ushin, and I would love for him to come with me and return to the land of the young, fairyland. And he goes, all right, that's me. That's that I don't need to hear. Thank you very much. Sign me up. Um, it's freezing here. We don't have windows and that sort of thing because it's really old times. And so he gets on the horse and goes back to the land of the young. And that night they have a feast in his honor. And all of his favorite foods are there. There's fine goose. <laughs> There's peak. And, um, uh, you know... Um, there's even a giraffe it's wild and they roll out loads of what they think are the, mo- the tastiest whiskies because of the most expensive these expensive whiskies and he tastes one and he's like tastes like fucking bored pneumonia piece shit um, and he goes excuse me Neve. I know look I don't, not, not to look a fucking magical gift horse in the fucking mouth here but do you have that and maybe an Irish whiskey that's maybe aged in bourbon casks you know so it has that traditional taste of Irish whiskey but it has kind of hint of sweetness like a, maybe I don't know like a Dublin Irish whiskey says in the old Gaelic tongue and um, she goes Dublin wow what the fuck are you saying what word do you think he doesn't understand what she's saying and he goes oh no I've made a huge mistake now Oisin is you know he's of noble stock he is a you know warrior he he, he learns to hold his tongue for 300 years and he stays there in everlasting youth, but he just like he's still hankering for that sweet, sweet taste of Dublin Irish whiskey. So he goes, Look, Neve, I'm just popping out to the shops. Wink, wink at the horse. He winks at the horse. I'm taking the magical horse. And Neve goes, Look, that's fine. You know, pick us up a uh, surprise. She says, She's a fine, exactly. She's a traditional Irish wife. Pick us up a surprise. She says, um, And uh, and he goes, and She goes, But look, if you happen to be, if you're, if you're going by Ireland, just don't set foot on the soil. Because the yeah, blah, 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 you're going to turn really old and you won't be able to come back to the land of the young. And he goes, yeah, 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 look, I've got the horse and everything. The horse wings back at her and everyone's fine. So he goes to Ireland and it's all different. You know, that's just the way things happen. You know, you get all nostalgic. You want the times. You just want to be sitting playing your Sega Dreamcast, drinking, you know, bottles of Coke, you know, uh, eating microchips. But those times are gone forever. So he is, <laughs> yeah. But then he's, um, but he sees a couple of lads hanging by this kind of castle rune and they're, they're passing around a flask. And he goes, hey, you there, gents. What is that you drink from the flask? And they said, all right, this is Dublin or Irish whiskey. Because the native tongue has changed. And he goes, oh, wow, it sounds interesting now. And he goes, is that Dublin or Irish whiskey? And he's like, give me that. And they go, ah. And then they, they kind of pull away. And he kind of reaches out too far and falls off the horse. And as soon as his hand touches the soil, he ages 300 years in an instant to a decrepit little chalk man. And he goes, just give us a sip, please. And they go, right, old man. And they pour a bit on his crusty old lips, made of chalk now, at this stage. And and he goes, ah, worth it. And he dies. So, <laughs> now who knows if that's any connection to the Liberties Distillery, Dubliner Whiskey, but I will certainly continue my research over the next couple of weeks. But look enough of that shite of me shite non, not the brand. Thank you very much to the Dubliner Whiskey and at Dubliner Whiskey on Instagram. But enough of me shite non about that. Let's talk Yahoo Answers. Goodbye, my friend. I know you're going to say you're going to beg and suck you're here on the Tony Cantwell Shit Show. It's Tony Cantwell Shit Show. Ah, lovely stuff. 
Lovely stuff there. New sexy slow jam version. I didn't get to mention it last week when we debuted it for the 69er special, but that is uh, music provided by Tristan Carroll, who is the official music man of the Tony Cantwell um, shit show. The whole TCEU, uh, to be honest. He is the, the official music man. So do check out his band Cell Games for all your fucking unreal new metal needs. It's awesome. Um... But look, we're, it's a sad day, uh, but it's a happy day. Um, but we are in mourning. Um, but a celebration <laughs> of Yahoo Answers. Goodbye, my friend. I know you're going to say you're going to thank yourself. Feel you're here. It's a sad day. Um, Yahoo Answers has just been, uh, as I said, a staple. Uh, it, is a, it, is, it is one of the pillars of the old internet. It is, it's, also, it's also, I mean, I'm not going to get into a huge conversation about anonymity on the internet. Um, but I do think... This is a kind of a harmless, cute, incredibly dumb example of when you are truly anonymous. This is up there with Pornhub comments that when you are truly anonymous, what would you actually say? (laughs) What would you actually ask? And these are some of the examples of the incredibly dumb and interesting uh, things that get asked on Yahoo Answers. Let's, Let's just fucking get into it. Okay, first one. My friends, so this is from Anonymous. My friends, my friends did a Luigi board. My friends did a Luigi board and it mentioned me by name. Help me, is what it says here. A few nights ago, my four friends did a Luigi board. In in parentheses, seance. <laughs> hey, what would Beyonce be called? No, whatever. You know, you, you know where I'm going. Um... Anyway, a few nights ago, my four friends did a Luigi board. Wahoo! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I wasn't there. Anyway, they have said some really creepy stuff that I told them and it mentioned me. What should I do? You ask an excellent question. Um, now, look. Luckily, because you used, or your friends rather, used a Luigi board and not a Ouija board, uh, it means that you are also protected by the ghost hunter Luigi. If anything kicks off, he'll arrive with his hoover and be like, oh, yeah, 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 and suck them all up for you, you know? he He's good for that. He's a cowardly brother, but he's good for that kind of ghost hunting. However, if it was a Ouija board, ooh, that's a Pandora's box. You cannot, you, you can't put it back, it can't go back in the bottle. You know, you can't put the toothpaste back in. Uh, once they're out, they're out. We were, very, we were very scared of Ouija boards growing up. I don't think I messed with it. We messed with it when we were in our, like, 20s, like 25. Um, and my fingers were white with trying to push the, the glass over to scare my mate Connor. <laughs> like, it was like, like, I almost fucking cracked the glass because I was trying to spook him so much. Um... So the Ouija board, I don't know if you're familiar with a Ouija board. A Ouija board is when you have a board that has uh, all the letters of the alphabet on it, uh, and it has yes and no. Um, And the whole idea is that you put a glass, light kind of glass, um, over this kind of dusted surface. I don't know if you have to dust it, but like it basically has to be very little resistance for it to be able to kind of move across. So you might say, you know, who will be the first one? Spirit, tell me who the first one to die will be. And then you'll see, you know, all be holding the glass, and you'll kind of, you're not meant to t- push it, but you're meant to just accept where it's going, you know. So I'd see it coming over towards T, and I'd be like, go fucking back over to fucking C. <laughs> and then it would end up spelling like a name, like Clarenton, because we'd all be fucking trying to move it all over the place. <laughs> and then go back, and be like, no, I didn't mean that. I meant 
show, you know. But um, but we didn't mess with it for years because my mates, ma, my mates, ma was like, you can't, you're messing with forces you don't understand here. And for anyone else, I would have been like, fuck off. <laughs> but but for whatever reason, when we were like twelve, she told us this, and because she was from Westmead, <laughs> I thought this was like, no, she has the connection. Like she has, she's mystic because <laughs> she's from Westmead. Because I didn't know anyone. I didn't know anyone from outside of Dublin. I was like, she's from Westmead, okay? Can we fucking pay attention here? She's from Westmead. Hello? <laughs> like, you know, there's, there are forces here beyond our comprehension. I don't, you know, you know, she's got the... Although, to be fair, they probably, you know, people from Westmead are more superstitious. I mean, just ask Alison Spittle about, you know, um, you know, fairy forts, you know, and how terrified people are. Um, so we were like, look, no, we're, we're not going to mess with that shit. Um, but look, if you were mentioned by name... Um, do you know what you do? Get out the Ouija board and just tell them to fuck off. <laughs> There's a spirit. Come here. And then you just move the glass and be like, fuck off. <laughs> Spell it out. Um, look, my friend, uh, even though this is a question from decades, decades ago, your friends are trying to scare you. This likely um, didn't happen, but it's a hilarious prank. Uh, we were trying to do a Ouija board and he said, you're going to die. <laughs> All right, next question. Um, where can I buy a frog? Not for sexual reasons. <laughs> no, guys. Grow up. Guys, where can I buy a frog? And not for the obvious reason. I'm not going to fuck the frog. I'm in the market for a frog, but I don't know where or what kind of frog I want. I want to get a frog. I don't know where slash what kind of frog I want to get a frog. <laughs> I would like the frog, not for sexual reasons again, to be blue. <laughs> <laughs> Any information is helpful, and thanks in advance for the people who may help me on my journey to acquiring my dream pet. Uh, signed here, M. Piggy. Oh, frog! <laughs> no, no, Miss Piggy is not. No, it's clearly a, uh, a very innocent child is uh, as asked about this frog. Um, uh, I know, I know, a young girl in Tyrone's got about thirty-seven thousand frogs. Um, the tadpole girl. Um, w. Now. Look, you're going to have to, I mean, you're going to have to be, I hear what you're saying about the sexual thing, but you've brought it up a lot now. You've brought that up a lot. Um, I'm not going to kill him. I'm, I promise I'm not going to kill the guy. Just tell me where he is. I'm not going to kill him. What? <laughs> um, to, hey, can you, like, if you walk into a pet shop and be like, where's your bluest frog? I'm not going to fuck it. Um, but where's where just point if you can point me in the general direction again I'm not gonna fuck it it has to be blue. Um really really sounds like you're <laughs> really sounds like you're going Oh did you ever see the video? There's videos I used to watch and I would laugh my ass off at them. But now just and this isn't even it's the it's a video of it's the video of of a monkey trying to have sex with a frog and he's trying to put his trying to put his willy in the frog's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and and I watched it recently and I had to turn it off I was so disgusted but at the time when I saw that it was like that was my weekend that was my weekend was was the seeing that being like people like alright what's going on being like I just saw this video now I'm good I'm, I'm really good I had a, it was a roby couple of weeks but I saw this video now and everyone's good um so maybe maybe that's what happened maybe you saw that video and you kind of um but look you can go you can get you can catch a tadpole anywhere um I would say, though, if you're looking for a blue frog, blue frogs, um, from what I understand, um, having watched some Attenborough, I don't like the frog ones. I'm not mad. I don't like bird ones. Um, 
I thought I don't like them, but I kind of. Oh. <laughs> this woodpecker is a oh fuck off, <laughs> you know, or a frog. I'm not mad on. I love insects. Um, mammals are all right. Actually, I do like frogs. <laughs> I do like the frog ones. <laughs> um, but from what I understand, blue, blue, uh, blue frogs, blue, uh, blue, say blue. One more time, motherfucker. I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say blue one more goddamn time. Um, I think blue frogs are the most poisonous. Aren't they the most poisonous? Hang on a second. Talking more says it for a second. Um, blue, yeah, blue poison dart frogs are considered one of the most toxic or poisonous animals on earth. The blue poison dart frog is recognized for its distinctive blue color. Um, Oh, however, when blue poison dart frogs are bred in captivity and fed a varied diet, their skin does not become poisonous. Now, look, previously I was concerned for the frog. Now I'm concerned for you. Tell me now. Are you going to fuck the frog? Because you might die. It might be one of these. But imagine, imagine it's just like, what is the greatest ride of your life? (laughs) This is gross. This is gross. Maybe I should edit this. It was the, it's like, it's like. It's like that, you know, that that puffer fish in Japan, you know, it's the tastiest delicacy. This blue frog apparently is just, oh man, like heroin. <laughs> this, this frog. <laughs> I just want to find my dream pet. This guy's like a fucking pervert. Like he's just, he's traveled the world trying to find that fuck this frog. <laughs> no, I'm getting out of this. Um, stay away from the frog. Don't fuck the frog um, unless you're Miss Picky. Um... Here's another one. I saw a man so beautiful that I started crying. <laughs> is that corny? <laughs> this is a real question. I saw a man so beautiful I started crying. I immediately felt compelled to give him $9 that I had in my purse. <laughs> and I said, you are the best looking person I've ever seen. And I think you deserve this. I was going to buy my lunch with it, but whatever. <laughs> and then I started crying. I seriously cried for an hour. I ran to the bathroom and I came out later. And I was kind of tired. <laughs> I was more tired than I was before. I was overtired. And by the way, I'm a girl. I don't know why I cried because of that. And he was better looking than all the models I'd ever seen. Not a question. But a quick update on this. Um, uh, just thank you very much for the cash. <laughs> A quick update on this. Look, thanks, thanks, lady, for giving me the, that cash when you saw me. Hmm? Hmm? Dad joke. Hmm? Um, you, and you did seem you did seem very upset. I was worried about you, but uh, cool, look, cash is cash. Cash is king. So I took it. Uh, you'd be glad to know I spent it on an Empire magazine and a couple of jam bonds. You know, <laughs> that's what I that's what I would spend a tenner on if I just found cash. You know, you know, you find cash and you're like, I have to buy a, a magazine now. You know what I mean? Some I wouldn't normally. You know, <laughs> whatever. Um. But no, I know what you mean. Uh, again, it's not a question, but I, if I can just maybe empathize um, with you or sympathize with you. Uh, yeah, I know what that's like. Um, the person that I'm envisioning is like, you ever see like a, a stunning, um, kind of a, a stunning mixed race man with piercing blue eyes? You ever see like, and you're just, oh, wow, you know? You just want to start singing like a prayer at them, you know? But that would, you know, I don't want to. Does anyone, is that, is any, if anyone else, has ever felt what I've just said please do let me know because I don't know um yeah yeah I know what you mean I have never been so you know 
I was, I tell you, I was, I was, I was a blubbering, I was a big blubbering child uh, when I saw my wife at, uh, you know, but that was the whole, you know, the whole, the whole, the whole thing. Um, no, she looks stunning and I start crying. Um, I was crying, I cried so many times at my wedding where I was like, giving a speech and I was like, <coughs> like that, <coughs> like a full Tuscan Raider, like loads of times. Um, and I was reading my speech off my phone because I didn't want to save paper and everyone said, looked like I, said I looked like I was Dawson. <laughs> I was Dawson in my fucking wedding. What are you holding your fucking phone up? I was reading this. I didn't want to print out on paper. Okay, next question here. Um, in the old days, did people see in black and white? <laughs> like old-timey fucking eyes? They didn't, that's not a part of it. Um, look, if you're making a statement about race, then absolutely. If you're making a statement about uh, just apathy, just emotional apathy, you know, um, the kind of the... The, the discipline, the hard fist, you know, uh, decision time in war. Um, then you, yeah, but you're not. You're being dumb. You're being stupid. But I kind of get where you're. I believe. I kind of think the same. I, you know, I kind of think the same thing like between me and you. Uh, between me and you, I know things were not in black and white. I know that Michael Collins had pink skin, but I don't believe it <laughs> I believe his skin was grey um, or sepia depending on what the photo was <laughs> you know I don't I, do, I know but I, it's not fully in there like 95% sure that he was in colour but is that 5% not letting go and I don't know if it ever will um, but like it's not it's not it's not you know it's not incredibly it is a very incredibly dumb question and it's an incredibly thing dumb thing for me to kind of admit that there's a percentage of me that doesn't fully believe that things were color. <laughs> but um, remember, it reminds me. I remember my brother one time. My older brother asked my dad this incredibly dumb question. He goes, "Here, dad, like when you were a kid, like did people talk like all like thee and thy and all like that? <laughs> they say like you know thy horse, you know, and all that kind of stuff." And he's like, what fucking age do you think are you? What was going to not ask you? <laughs> you know, did they? Um, so, uh, no, they didn't wink, wink, but they did. Um, are Pokemon real? I want to know. <clears throat> are Pokemon real? I want to know. Come on. I saw a Bulbasaur once, but I think it might have been lettuce. <laughs> but are they, it says. But are they? So, so impatient in his in own question. Look, the reality is, look, and it's not pretty, and it's not happy. Yes, there are, in a in a in a way, because here's two things I found out about the Illuminati in the dark web. <laughs> All right, one, one is, and look, it's a very it's a very unfortunate thing, um, and sad. There is wild animal fighting. There's wild animal fighting that happens, and there is kind of catered exotic wild animal fighting that you can buy on the dark web. You can basically pick an exotic animal and make it fight another exotic animal, endangered animal. You know, they're, it's badger baiting, but with whatever, like fucking two birds of paradise. You know, you, that, you, that's, that unfortunately exists. As well as that, you're saying, are there like Pokemon pocket monsters? Well, look, I've already said on this podcast that a, a pal of mine went to this Illuminati party. He said he went to this underground party. It was in like Canary Wharf or something like that. It was in one of the London wharfs. They, this guy brought him onto a yacht. There was, he went down the stairs, the stairs kept going, and he was underground at this rave, and there was a, a type of primate he had never seen before serving drinks. It had a different type of hand, he told me. Mate, he's got a fucking different type of hand, mate. 
I'm not making this up, he said. So um, that exists, right? That exists. There are primates being hidden from us that are sentient. <laughs> Maybe. So combine that with the idea that there might be a type of pocket monster that people are competing in battles with for yes pokemon the sad sad truth is yes they are real but that was definitely lettuce so so you know i'm gonna pick a a more recent question here um this is getting me down now (laughs) this is getting me down now me talking about the wild animals fighting um if you open a restaurant which serves authentic food from the year 1900 straight from the kitchens of everyone's great-grandmothers via time travel, question mark. How how rich would you become? <laughs> if you were to open a kitchen which serves authentic food from the year 1900, straight from the kitchens of everyone's great-grandmothers via time travel, how rich would you become? That's a fucking simple fucking question, Bill Gates. <laughs> Answer the question, all right? You, you've already got, you've already got us vac- you know, indoctrinated with your fucking vaccine. How rich would I become if you did, if I made uh, that? Because I'm just sitting on the idea. I just want to know if it's fucking worth me while. <laughs> I'm just sitting on this paradox. I found this wormhole there last week, and I went straight to this fucking old Nona's kitchen, and the food was delicious. I'm just wondering how much fucking dough I can go. <laughs> all right. Well, look. If you don't think it's worth my while, uh, whatever. I'll sell t-shirts online. I'll do a TikTok hustle. And sell, uh, I'll get one of those fucking irons that print t-shirts and sell things on TikTok. Um, how rich would you be? You'd be, I mean, you'd be unbelievably rich. Um, but not, not because of the food you're selling in a kitchen. Um, you, you know, you've skipped over the big, the big thing here, which is the time travel part. Um, which, which actually, do you know what brings me on to another great question, which is, um, Involving this, how do I unbake a cake? How the fuck do I do? Oh no! Tears in your eyes. You had tears in your eyes texting this question. Why? What? What happened? What was on the line? <laughs> what was on the line for this cake? How do I unbake this cake? No, it's ruined. <laughs> You're just in the bathroom, like, get out. Are you all right? Get out. On Yahoo Answers, how do I unbake a cake? How do I make people love me again? And someone says, you can't. Once the ingredients are mixed, it's baked, it's permanent. I'm so sorry. <laughs> look, you could unbake a cake. Look, I mean, look, you travel more than the speed of... Again, this is the whole thing. You can travel at, you know, faster than the speed of light for a period of time. Time dilation or dilution or whatever it is fucking happens. I don't know. Did you ever seen Interstellar? Did I stutter? And then you can bake. You can go back to before you made the cake and then say to yourself, look, push a load of books out of a fucking shelf and be like, don't bake the cake. Don't use, <laughs> you know, like the like Matthew McConaughey in the book in the bookshelf. Don't put in 100 grams of flour. Don't blitz it. It'll make too much air bubbles in it or whatever. <laughs> you just push a load of fucking things out, you know. Um, so, yeah, you can do that. But again, we're skipping over the major issue here, which is time travel. And I don't think the ultimate use is uh, accessing a great grandmother, basically putting put a fucking Nona farm and having a lot of people make you delicious, authentic Italian or French or German cuisine. Not German. <laughs> um, but um, 
<laughs> but you know, having to make. I mean, it's nice food, but I'm just saying, if you really want to make, if you're making all the money on the kitchen, I wouldn't. You know, it's like it's food from 1900 Germany. You're like, oh wow, geyser rolls and stuff. You know, um, this is such a fucking dumb podcast. <laughs> this is such a dumb podcast. This would be a much better conversation with someone else in the room. But you're me. You have to make do with me. Look, we're skipping over the major thing, which is time travel. Here, it, would you become rich? Absolutely, but not for selling fucking um, geyser rolls from 1900. You know, and also like a great grandmother putting her to fucking work. You know what I mean? She'd be young, I suppose, at the time. Anyway, um, okay, next question. Um, oh, on cooking as well. My friend is trying to sell a cookbook. She created on a Word document. Is this even legal? <laughs> this is even legal. She's charging twenty two fucking dollars for the Word document, just with cookbook as the title. I feel like this is a lazy way of trying to get uh, people's hard earned money. <laughs> You're a dickhead. You're a dickhead. You're a fucking dickhead. Your friend's trying to do something different. I'm going to make a cookbook. Is that even fucking legal? Well, how is she fucking handwriter? She might print it. What, is she going to print it out? She's going to send the doc? Absolutely. You're an asshole. You're a vampire. All she's doing is just typing out recipes into a doc and trying to sell it. You're, you're a fucking you're a piece of shit if you're not helping. You're not a friend. You're not a friend. And to be like, you know, you just make up lies. Like, is that, I'm actually pretty sure that's illegal. I just, for whatever reason, have done, here's the fuck all chicken to tell me what I've been doing uh, since COVID. Fuck all! And I can't stand my friend being a crab, getting out of this bucket, and I need to fucking pull them down with me. Because I didn't do anything. I didn't even have the fucking gumption to write a document and try and sell it to anyone. I've done nothing. So now I want to even make up laws as to why, is that even legal? How fucking pathetic is your life that you're jealous, because you are, of your friend typing a doc, typing a Microsoft doc, a Word document? You're so jealous of that. You can't even have that come to fruition because it's so far advanced creating anything new to this world than that you can even comprehend. So you're like, is there actually a law? Oh, my God, I'm panicking here. There's a law. Pathetic. Unless, no, I hang on, unless... What are the recipes like? Are they, are they like eat poison? Is this legal? <laughs> eat poison. Take two scoops of poison. Put it in your mouth. Ta-da. Or is it anarchist cookbook? Is she writing another draft of the anarchist cookbook? I'm assuming it's a she. Is she writing, you know, is she telling you how to make homemade Semtex? Look, I'm so glad you brought this to her attention. Yes. Yes, it's legal. But if it's just like, you know, I don't know. I put I put a boiled egg in my coconut noodles. Twenty two quid, please. Then then also that's shit. That is shit. Maybe she. But no, look, that's her truth. I'm assuming it's a she again. But um, just don't be a fucking dick, right? Leave your friend alone. Um, what's the difference between hippies, gypsies, hillbillies, and the Amish? And what do they have in common? <laughs> Tell me what they have. Okay, what they what's the difference? What they have in common is kind of outdoorsy. They're <laughs> kind of all outdoorsy. Um, they're um, strong sense of style. They wouldn't all necessarily, the Amish especially, would be kind of um, not very proficient or uh, just kind of would be quite turned off by kind of advanced technology. Um, you know, but I'd say I'd probably go across the board. I wouldn't expect a hippie to have the latest iPhone or a gypsy or a hillbilly. Hillbillies, I don't um, I don't know the authenticity of a hillbilly. I just kind of know it as a kind of derogatory uh, slang term for someone who maybe lives in the South, um, wear overalls, and that's one kind of vibe I'm getting. Um, 
kind of live in the hills, hills of eyes, but not uh, not that kind of you know. That's you know I'm not making that kind of inbred kind of you know aspersion around that. Um, gypsies depends on what you're, you know. Is it kind of you know Esmeralda from you know um, Esmeralda from Hunchback, or you know Junkie Joe Joyce, um, you know from from the fights. You know who do you think would win actually, Esmeralda or um, Junkie Joe Joyce from um, from the Traveller call out? I'd love to see Esmeralda do a call out video. Um, gorgeous, gorgeous woman, very striking woman. <laughs> this is shy. <laughs> this is shy. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna move on. Um, and what are they? What are the? What are the differences? Uh, I mean, I I don't. Yeah. Um, too too many, too many to to. Um. Okay, quick one here. Uh, uh, why is why is it Queen Elizabeth but Prince Philip? So this question's come up quite a lot. Um, uh, Prince Philip was Queen Elizabeth's son, and no mother should have to bury their child. Um, I I don't know who fucking wrote this one. Isn't it stupid, the mankind seeking immortality? <laughs> Signed by Ultron here. Isn't it stupid? Stark, isn't it stupid, the mankind seeking immortality? <laughs> See, this is why I love Yahoo Answers, because it's always these incredibly thoughtful, like philosophical questions that are just, isn't it stupid, the mankind seeking immortality? Isn't that stupid? <laughs> you know, uh, hey, what you said was stupid. I love it. Um, but great question. Um... Isn't it stupid um, that mankind is seeking immortality? I don't know if anyone actually wants immortality. I think people just want... Well, an interesting thing that I was reading in Darren Brown's book is people uh, about ha- happiness and his big chunk, chunky chapter on death, that people are always so fixated on kind of extending, like, if like, oh, I wish I'd had a few more years or I wish I could have 20 more years. They always look at the end and they never think, you know, I wish I had had 20 more years previous. It's like whatever's happened behind you is just, it's gone and not appreciated anymore. You know, it's always like count, it's a countdown. But you would never be like, I wish I had 20 more years of memories, you know. It's always the, the past experience is gone and less significant. But as well, like if you were living forever and, you know, you and a monkey were writing the complete works of Shakespeare and you were in some touring theater company, you know, and it was, you know, better than Shakespeare. You said like tits and stuff in it that Shakespeare didn't do. You know, that would be great. But it probably wouldn't be that much of a buzz for a while. And I don't think... And I think even that, doing that for, you know, a hundred years, you know, wouldn't even compare to, like, just having a fucking, you know, staring at the sun. <laughs> just staring at the sun and having a beer, you know? Or, um, or you know, um, listening to a baby laugh, <laughs> you know, in a short moment or whatever it is, you know? And like, the fact that you get to, like, you go to a gaff party, you know you get to leave. You know what I mean? If the, if you went to a gaff party and they were like, we're here forever, yeah, yeah. Or I crack out home, home and away again. You know we belong together. Get that fuck. But, you know, play that at 12 o'clock, you know, just as I'm getting the taxi out. I'm like, all right, I'm going to fucking stay, right? No matter where you are, hold me in your arms. Don't let me go. And then I get to go home. Do you know what I mean? But if I if I knew, if I arrived at a gaff party and all my friends were there and they're like, oh, you have to stay here forever. I'd be like, that's some shit. I like it, you know, but I don't like, you know. So the fact that, Things come to an end means that I'm here. It's eight o'clock. I'm excited to talk to you because I know I don't have to talk to you forever. Not specifically that, but that definitely helps, you know. 
and I get to mingle and I get to talk to other people, but I was stuck. You know what I mean? So it is stupid. You know, there is a, a finality to things and that's fine. Um, it is. And uh, I want to go back actually and kind of pick some of the nuggets because he, he really did make me feel okay about dying and I don't entirely remember why. Um, okay, we'll do a couple more. We'll do a couple more here. Ah, oh, this poor guy. Is there nothing worth clinging to? Everything that is born dies. Whatever arrives leaves. What was taken will be lost. What is done will be broken. Does time pass like an arrow? <laughs> is everything ephemeral? Is everything in the world transitory? Yes. And that's fine. And that's grand. Um, You know? There's another interesting thing that he says in the book, Darren Brown, where he kind of says that the Stoic philosophy is that you don't really own anything. So, like, I lost my phone in an electric picnic one year. And I still have lads coming up. Oh, I saw you electric. I got a picture of electric picnic. I mean, like, I was looking for my phone. I was freaked. <laughs> I remember that. I was freaked. And I was like, <laughs> I was being polite, but you could tell. I was just so freaked I couldn't find my phone. Um, that was the electric picnic where I lost my voice and... um me and Mark Jago hosted a podcast where he wasn't speaking because he was super shy and I wasn't speaking because I physically couldn't and Alison Spittle had to carry a whole show talking about fucking yetis <laughs> on her own um, which was good times but um, but look uh, what was I saying yeah the Stoic philosophy is I should not view my phone as lost I should just view it like I had to give it back it was great I had it for a while and I gave it back it's not lost I gave it back uh, or they took it back whoever they are you know um, I had a car, told it, they took it back. We had to get a different car. So rather than it being lost, and you're rather than fixated on the fact that something's gone, like earrings that you've had that were a family heirloom that you you had, you know, for years, and maybe you wore them at your wedding, and then they're lost, or a wedding ring. If you look at it more like, oh, the person I just borrowed that from took it back, then you're more likely to think of the moments that you had with the thing or the person. In some cases, um, well, in all in all cases. You know, I mean, I don't know, have you? Oh, they just took them back. And I'm not getting into that. I prefer it just with fucking phones. <laughs> I'm not getting into that. But, you know, the 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 wedding ring that I had for years that I lost, rather than being upset about the fact that it's gone, then it's like, oh, I just had to give it back. I borrowed it for a while and it was great for as long as I had it. Um, So is there nothing worth clinging to? That's a big, you're asking a big question there. You're asking a big uh, is there no? I wouldn't cling. Don't cling to anything. So yes, there's nothing worth clinging to. There's things you can should appreciate, um, but uh, you wouldn't cling to anything. Um, but I mean, do you know? Fall in love hard. You know, fully commit to the job you're in. Um, be present when you're talking to your friends. Uh, listen to music and do nothing else. You know, read a book with the radio off. <laughs> I don't know, like fully commit to whatever you're doing, but don't be so upset. Don't don't be latching to, and don't be saying any of that power if you're out fucking dating as well. Don't be dropping, don't be dropping any of that shit if you're like lonely at the moment. Don't be saying any of that shit. Be yourself, uh, the good parts of yourself, and hide all this shit you're saying. I'm not having a go at you, um, but you're, you'd really, you, you know, are you worth clinging on to is going to fucking turn someone off. Okay, great question here. When was the last time a potato put a smile on your face? No. Nah. When was the last time a goddamn potato made you smile? Huh? Hmm? Uh, I got a hash brown at McDonald's there a couple of days ago. It was pretty good. 
got a big smile on my face. I said, yes. I said, I was eating up. It was, yes. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, Terry made me a sweet potato there the other day and she had like Parmesan on it and it was delicious. It was out of this world. Um, I'm Irish, so all the time. Um, all right, let's go to one of the classics and then we'll maybe call it a day here. Um, if you pump a haunted cellar full of concrete, does it get rid of the ghost? Like if you totally obliterate the ghost's environment by filling the whole cellar full of liquid concrete right up to the ceiling, does it effectively exercise it? Or would the ghost just move upstairs and haunt the rest of the house? Stupid, ignorant people who don't believe in ghosts, please do not respond. Okay. Um, I would say this. Yes. From what I believe ghosts are, yes. This would get rid of the ghost. Because it would also get rid of the room. And it's the room that's haunted. Um, I maybe kind of believe that traumatic things that happen in places, there's an energy that kind of leaves a stain. Uh, bad energy. Positive energy as well. But, I mean, people don't necessarily comment on that as much. People just think that's a good mood. But I think someone walks into a room where, you know, it's an old fucking, you know, prison or torture yard or something like that and it's got a history you walk in you're like fuck got a shiver this feels bad i'm feeling the sense of dread that people felt here you know don't know if that's a ghost but it's you know i think that's what ghosts are if you want to believe in them um so filling the haunted cellar full of concrete would stop you from going in there i mean if you chiseled away you might be able to get back in there and get the chill so it's actually kind of a if you're looking for something, I just put up one of those little gates, you know, like you for like a one-year-old where you're trying to stop him from going up the stairs. Just put that there. Save yourself a shitload of concrete. Just don't go in there anymore. And that would also get rid of the ghost. I don't think it would move. Although sometimes there are demons that don't just haunt the house, that haunt the person. Like my older brother, I think he's haunted by a demon. He's followed, been followed by this demon in every house we've ever been in. So he's doomed. Anyway, look, listen, thank you very much for listening to this pod. And thank you, Yahoo Answers, for your service. If you like this pod and if you would like to support this pod over on the patreon you can get a lot more podcasts you can actually get over over 50 podcasts now at this stage over on the patreon uh, including more of this format yahoo answers there's one entirely just about parenting there's uh, a few different topics over there i think there's maybe three or four uh, yahoo answer uh, format so if you like it go over there for the price of a pint which hey you're still again have have need need Uh, That is not one of the things we can access now in the pub. So look, why don't you just throw it my way? If that's your bag. If not, of course, this podcast will always remain free because of our fine sponsor, the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. Go over to at Dubliner Whiskey on Instagram to give them a like, give them a follow, show the love. And thank you very much. Next week is the second 420 special, y'all. So do check that out. Um, I will be on here talking all heaps of shite. Um because it is April the uh, 20th and that's all you need to know about that but um, thank you very much thank you of course to the sponsor and I will see you either Friday on the Patreon or Tuesday here on the Tony Camwell Shit Show all the best bye bye it's the Tony Camwell Shit Show